Welcome to our Through the Bible study here on Bible In-Depth Network with Alex. In our study, we look at the context of Scripture and how it applies to our daily lives. We also believe that there's no limitation to the revelation of the Word God. Let's study together today. Let's praise be to God. I hope you're safe. I hope the Lord has kept you safe and sound. This is a day that the Lord has met. We shall rejoice and we shall be glad in it. Thank you for joining us for our time of the study of the Word of God. And here we are studying the Word. We are handling the book of Matthew. And uh, thank you for joining us on the journey together in our study of this book. Uh, we have handled 12 chapters, and today I want us to continue with the chapter 13 of the book of Matthew. Chapter 13 starts by uh, telling us about the parable that we know of so much, which is the parable of the sower. That day Jesus went out of the house and was sitting by the sea. And large crowds gathered to him, so he got into a boat and sat down, and the whole crowd was standing on the beach. Now, of course, it's always a miracle to try and understand how Jesus would communicate without a microphone. Uh, because by then, those inventions were not there, but just by the fact that he would even speak to crowds, to thousands of people. Now, take an example where you have 5,000 people that have come. And of those that you have, they are all listening, they are hearing what you're saying, and you do not have a microphone. If they told you to preach today without a microphone to 5,000 people, it may not be a very simple task. So already it shows us that even in his preaching, there were miraculous things that were happening by the voice projection that Jesus has was already miraculous because knowing how uh, facts ah you can't speak to 5,000 people and they hear your voice easily, yeah? But for Jesus, they did. Now, for this case where he's uh, sitting in, in a boat and speaking, of course, when you're by the water, your voice projection would be easier and uh, the voice would move to people easily. And that's what he's doing right here. And he spoke many things to them in parables, saying, Behold, the sower went out to sow. Now he's telling them about things they know. He's telling them about daily life. Of course, these were people who had other activity going on, but also agriculture was part of the activity that was going on. And now Jesus, as we always see through the Bible, that he goes out to explain stories or parables or events using the things they know, using experiences they know. And that's that's the beauty of how people are going to easily understand the gospel, making it relatable to them, yeah? That you're giving stories that are in line with things people do. You're telling people about the gospel, and it is in line. Sometimes we can come out and preach, and all the things we've said people do not understand because it does not apply to their daily life. Yeah, so examples, stories uh, that fall in range or in life with what people do. If people are agriculturalists, then you give them an example that is in the line of agriculture. If people are farmers, then they will get the farming experience applicable to them and they'll be able to understand what you're talking about. That's what Jesus says and he says, Behold, the sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, 
some seeds fell beside the road and the birds came and ate them up. Now, of course, in their time in Galilee, at that time and the people he's talking to, they would uh, sow seed without first plowing, doing any plowing or preparation of the soil. So you just get the seeds and start to throw them around. If they were not throwing them around, they would maybe get uh, an animal and put uh, a sack on it which has holes that have been pierced in it and then it would walk around the field as the seeds are dropping out of this bag with holes. So those were the modes of uh, farming or sowing that they had and that is where Jesus now comes to give his example. Yeah, And he says, some seeds fell beside the road uh, of course, now the roads, it's not the, the main road uh, that, that could, it could be the main road that leads you to the farm, but also there are those small sections and paths that would be created within the field because if it has not been uh, worked on for a while, people would pass through it and you would get paths that are created, you would get some roads that are created within the field and all those are paths uh, that the sower would throw their seeds. And it says others fell, on rocky places where did they they did not have much soil and immediately they sprang up because they had no depth of soil and uh, but when the sun had risen they were scorched and because they had no root they withered away uh, so those are the other seeds that are being talked about they fall on rocky places of course a farmer might know or might not know that this is a rocky place and this is just a layer covering is not really the truth about the depth of the soil. So when the roots uh, have to grow, they will meet the hard rock and they will stop there. And uh, if the sun comes up, there's no root, it will be withered away. And he goes on and tells them, others fell among the thorns, and the thorns came up and choked them out. Of course, as the thorns grow, they will choke out and uh, you won't have the produce. And others fell on good soil, and yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who he who has ears, let him hear. He's talking about lastly in this parable the seeds that fell on good soil, because as seed is being thrown, some goes on the road, on the path, other goes on rocky ground then others go on good soil. And all have consequences. Those that have fallen on each have consequences. Some will come out well, others will not come out well. But then he's specific about those that fall on the good soil, that these ones, they will come out with a yield. Now, Galilean soil, whatever it is and how it was and the texture or composition of it, the average um, yield you'll get would be tenfold. Tenfold is the average yield that all the farmers who would uh, do farming in Galilee would get. Now, tenfold implied that for every seed, you'll have ten, uh, ten harvests for every seed that you've sown. That comes out of the seed you sow, you get ten yeah, that come out of the seed you sow. So that is tenfold. Now, a hundredfold is a miracle because it means for every seed that you have sown, you've got a hundred of them in harvest. So that is a miracle. 
60, that is still great work and great achievement. It's still a miracle because with the average understanding that when we sow here, our yield is tenfold, all ten seeds for every seed we've sown, then if you have 60, that is a miracle. Even 30 is success. So Jesus here comes out to say, you get some who have a hundredfold, that is excellent. Then you get 60-fold, that is still excellent. Then you get 30-fold, that is great work you've achieved. And he says, now for the seeds that fell on good soil, that was what they gave up. And uh, of course, what was required after this story has been given, after what Jesus has said, is explanation. Because they will need to know, what does this mean? What does this imply that you have just told us? And the disciples came and said to him, why do you speak to them in parables? They are not, for them, I think they were already in class. They had had a series of discussions with Jesus and their understanding of parables was quite clear. But they are telling him, now, why are you talking to them in parables? Are they going to understand what you're talking about? Because for us, we may know what you're talking about. But why are you talking to them in parables? And Jesus answered them and says, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. To understand the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, there has to be permission granted. And it's granted to followers of Christ, to disciples of Christ. That's how you understand mysteries of heaven. That's why you might try hard to explain about kingdom principles and about the kingdom of heaven, about uh, the mysteries, and somebody who has all level of education, who has studied so highly, is not grasping what you're talking about because mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are not granted to the layman. Mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are not granted to those who are most educated. Mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are not granted to those who have most money, to the wealthy, to those who have done achievements in the world and have been put in, the, in all the greatest awards. No. Mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are rewarded or are granted to those who follow Christ, to the disciples of Christ, because he says to them it has been granted. And may God give us the access to mysteries. There are so many mysteries out there. There's a book I once read. Um, it's called the Book of Enoch. And it, it, it has a lot of information that we never find. And uh, if you're brave enough, you can go ahead and try to read it. And it talked about mysteries of the heavenlies. And how these fallen angels would come and teach them to men. And uh, the things that they learned to do included the, the gold, included all the artwork included so many things. I may not get into detail of that today. But these were regarded as mysteries. But what was interesting when the punishment was being served to these angels that had fallen, through which giants came, those we read about, that were destroyed in the flood of Noah, in the time of Noah, they, they were informed and told, these angels, that you thought you knew mysteries, but not even a quarter, not even a small bit of mysteries has been revealed to you yet. Now the little you have is what you have taught these people. And you saw that the things that they taught eventually came uh, and even up to today are some of the major influencers in the world today. These mysteries they taught. But the issue was that there is still a lot more that you do not know 
that you have not taught and that is out there you have not seen it what if you had seen it what would have happened and now that is where we understand that when we draw closer to god there are mysteries that have not been revealed yet that are going to be revealed to you through that relationship you have with god through that relationship you have with christ there are some things you can access that are not easily accessible. There are some blessings you're going to access. There's some there's a, a, an idea that is going to come that will transform the world that comes from you because you're a disciple. Because mysteries of the kingdom of heaven are revealed to those who follow Christ. Follow Christ. And you see how great. By the time people who don't follow him are getting great things done, how about you who follows him, you who is a disciple? And he says to them here, that to them it has not been granted, but to you. For whoever has to him, more shall be given. And he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has shall be taken away from him. Jesus is saying, now for you, you have me. So more shall come to you. Those who have nothing, even the little they have shall be taken away. And we have a lot of discussion with uh, the scripture. Yeah, We always use it a lot. That if you have you already have, then more is going to come to you. And then for those who do not have, then the little they have is going to be taken away from them. That one we always talk about. But interestingly, when when you look into life, that is what happens. That people who have keep getting. And those who don't have, often time, they have that which they have taken away from them. But Jesus is saying, for you, you already have. You've got me. So more is coming to you, yeah? And they who have no, no access to me, they do not have much coming to them. Therefore, I speak to them in parables because while seeing, they do not believe. While seeing, they do not see. And while hearing, they do not hear. Nor do they understand. There are times where you can hear words are being spoken, but you cannot. Practically, it's like you're hearing what they're saying but then you do not hear. And that may be hard to uh, understand. But you could see, but then you do not see. And he's saying to these people that I'm talking to, that is their character, that is how they are made up. And even part of these were Pharisees. They were learned, the people who were leading the religion in the land at that time, they are part of this group. They do not understand. And uh, this... For them, in the case of the prophecy of Isaiah being fulfilled, which says that hearing you will hear. And uh, you keep on hearing, but you don't understand. Seeing you will see, but you keep on seeing, but you will not perceive. Yeah, uh, For the heart of these people has become dull with their eyes. They scarcely hear, and they have closed their eyes. Otherwise, they would see with their eyes, hear with their ears, and understand with their heart and return. I would heal them words of Isaiah that were mentioned, and they come out here uh, to play a part in this context that we read. But blessed are your eyes, Jesus is telling his disciples, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. The only way you're going to have proper sight, the only way you're going to be able to hear well and direct from God is if you have that relationship with Jesus, is if you have that closeness with him. And he says, because you, my disciples, have that, then you have access. You will hear well. Yeah, you will see well. 
you will understand these things. For truly I say to you that many prophets and righteous men desire to see what you see, and did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but you did not, they did not hear it. He's telling them, Abraham would have loved to see this and hear this, but he's not. Isaac would have loved to hear this and see this, but he didn't. David would have loved to see and hear this, but he didn't. The prophet Isaiah himself would have loved to hear and see this, which you see, but he didn't. Ezekiel would have loved to see and hear this, but he didn't. Name all the prophets that existed, the greatest of them all. They desire to see and hear this, but they have not. And for us, we have Christ. For us, we are under the grace of God, and he's been revealed to us, and we have seen his greatness we have walked in his power. We have witnessed miracles, signs, and wonders. We have walked in the field of the greatest of all. But then we have not experienced it because as it is here, many long to see it, but they have not seen it. Many longed to experience it, but they have not experienced it. And we have it here and take it for granted. Now, he starts to explain to them, this parable. He says, let me explain to you the parable. And he goes and says, when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. This is the one whom seed was sown beside the rod. And this was quite obvious, quite direct, what he's talking about, the experience that people are going to go through, and he makes it very clear to them. That if this is your case, yeah, and you're the type, that after the word has been sown in your heart, after you have had the word of God, it is snatched away by the evil one. He comes just after you've had that good message and you feel your life has been blessed. It is snatched away from you. And he says that is the one whom... Seed was sown beside the road. That's where everybody passes. Just after they have sown it, it's obvious, it's right plain there, it's picked away. Because you're exposed. That is where people pass. You're like a root. You don't gain anything. Then he goes in verse 20. The one whom seed was sown on the rocky places, this is the man who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Great excitement after the message has been preached and people are jumping up in the air and they are celebrating the word saying, oh, what a word that they've preached today this Sunday morning. And there's that joy that people have. And like, do you know what was preached today? Do you know what the man of God preached today? Do you know the, 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 the experiences that we've had today? Yeah, we feel blessed. We've been blessed. And that we've seen so many times. But then, he tells us, immediately after they received it with joy, because yet that person has no firm root in himself, but is only temporary. Yeah? There is no firm root in yourself. It's only temporary. There is no firm root. You've not soaked yourself and rooted yourself in Christ. It's only, t you just take it as a temporal issue. 
it is just a one in a, in a week event or experience. You don't walk with Christ daily. You don't read the word of God daily. You don't take time to pray. You don't take time to listen to what the Spirit of God is telling you. You don't take time to have some personal moment with God. And he says, that is the person who makes it a temporal business, dealing with the issues of God on a temporal business. So they'll go, they'll hear the word, they'll get excited, and after they've just been excited by that, when affliction, when persecution arises because of the word, now that's a bit I, I, I enjoy most, that when affliction and persecution arises because of the word that they had, immediately that person falls away. When we hear the word of God, when the word of God has come to us, and maybe somebody has shared it, there are some things that are going to come along with it to test if you really understood it. So because of the word that you've had, there are tests and trials that come to test and try us because of the word we've had. If the word that you've had is about patience, you need to be patient. You need to believe God. He's going to do it for you. He's going to come out for you in a strong manner. Just be patient and wait for him. He's going to come and then we jump up and shout and say, yes, what a word, I'm going to be patient. That is where the testing is going to come because now immediately after you've had that word about patience, there is going to come an experience or an event in your life that requires patience. And because of that experience, maybe an affliction or persecution or whatever, and you badly need something that requires your patience, then you fall away because you are not rooted. You do not have the root in Christ that will help you stand to be able to experience the word that you've had. Just after they've talked about forgiveness in that sermon, and then you're excited and like, yes, we need to be loving. We need to love one another. Yeah, today that's what the pastor preached about love, about caring for people, about forgiving those who hurt us. Immediately after that is when you get out and when you get home, somebody annoys you or you get a phone call that is so annoying that you feel you cannot forgive that person because immediately after you've heard that word, then it's got to be tested. It's actually like the minute you hear the word of God, then be ready for the test and trial that comes with it. But then you've got to have the confidence and know that you've got to be rooted in Christ so that when that affliction, when that persecution comes, you are able to stand. And how do you get rooted in Christ? It's a daily affair. It is a daily walk. It is daily focus on Him. Not temporal. You don't do temporal business with Christ, it's always a tight affair with him. And then, you won't fall prey. And the one whom seed was sown among the thorns, this is a man who hears the word, and the worry of the world and the deceitfulness of wealth choke the word and becomes unfruitful. Yeah, looking at wealth, looking for money, and all that does not even matter anymore. You do every bad act or decision to get the money. And the word you had on Sunday, when you get out to work on Monday, you are as crooked as they come. Because you are focused on the world, on the things of the world. And lastly, and the one whom seed was sown on the good soil. This is a man who hears the word. Hmm? This is the one now that we all need to be. The one whom seed is sown on good soil. 
This is a man who hears the word. Thank you for joining us for our study today. We believe that the word of God is alive and new each day. Open your heart and let God speak to you. You can also access our teachings through our Podbean channel or reach us through our website, bibleindepth.com.